0: Welcome to the Equip and Encourage podcast. My heart and prayer is to be an encouragement to you in your pursuit of Jesus and to equip you in the advancement of His kingdom. If you'd like to connect with me further, head on over to my website at pastorjoshleadership.com. podcast nation, (laughs) Equip and Encourage nation. I think that's the cool thing to say now is just call everything nation. Well, you are a nation, a nation of people. And today I want to talk about a subject that's talked about so much, but uh, you know, I got to get those ratings. So uh, anyway, I want to talk about millennials today, not because it's a buzzword, but because I am fully invested in the millennial generation. But hey, before I get into that, let me encourage you to help you to help me so I can help you back. One of the ways that you can do that is just by sharing the podcast, leave a rating, leave a review in your podcast store, go over and subscribe in YouTube, uh, share the videos, however it is that you're consuming this. Let people know you're listening, let's broaden the nation of the Equipment and courage. Podcast. So, also, just want to let you guys know that I am open to talk about things that y'all would like to talk about. So, would love to open up and broaden that conversation. Not just the things that are on my heart, but maybe the things that are on your heart that you would like my mind on. I'm trying to really expand that a little bit uh, this season and just talk a little bit more about some issues and getting your mind thinking and turning and all that kind of stuff. Well, I want to talk about millennials today, but before I get into that. I wanna talk about this week's equipping session. Talk about a resource that I've been using lately. In fact, I can't get enough of it. It's the Ferment Podcast. It's put out by Vineyard. If you're familiar with the Vineyard Movement, uh, Vineyard Worship Movement, they're kind of having a, a resurgence, which is awesome. I've always been a, a fan. I've always kind of felt the Vineyard Movement was kind of a home away from home for me. And uh, th- that many people that were kind of in church 20 years ago knew a lot about the vineyard movement, but there seems to be a resurfacing and a stirring that's happening there. Well, I'm discovering that because of the Ferment Podcast. It's a podcast that's uh, on, I want to say, every week, and it's interview format and uh, the guy that leads that is adam i believe it's adam russell does a really good job interviewing i first started listening to it because one of my favorite artists john mark mcmillan was on there and he talked it's always interesting to hear john mark mcmillan talk about songwriting and and the faith conversation and it's just been an eye-opening uh, conversation. It kind of takes me back to some of my roots, not just because it's Vineyard, but they just talk a lot about the movement of the Holy Spirit. And so it's been a way for me to just kind of reconnect and kind of redig some old wells. And they're also releasing new music, and there is a song that I found out about the podcast uh, through the podcast called. Called God of Our Mothers and Fathers, and I have listened to that song probably a hundred times within the past several weeks, and uh, it has really, really rocked me. So I'd encourage you to check that out if you're a podcast listener. I think you're probably a podcast listener because you're, you're tuned in today, but it's called The Ferment Podcast, and it's done by The Vineyard Group. So let's talk about Millennials. So if you will pull up the stats and, you know, in the conversation of millennials, most millennials will say, well, I'm not a typical millennial. That's a typical millennial thing to say. I don't have a problem with that. I get it. Uh, millennials are basically anyone that's born... Um, between 1981 and 96 that's what I've found I know that those numbers depending on who you're talking to or where you're getting your information from those numbers kind of flex a little bit I've also noticed something about millennials that once they have kids things are a little bit different the house they were raised in the the parent structure all those things can really impact a, a, an individual a generation and you know there are a lot of complaints about millennials I know that we live in a meme culture Uh, Millennials are the kind of, I would say, the the provoker of that movement, but also the recipient of a lot of criticism and a lot of a lot of things that are negative about Millennials. I want to say this about Millennials. First of all, I love you. I am so for your generation. Uh, Something you probably know about me is I did youth ministry for the better part of two decades. And during that time, I was always pastoring really Millennials, people that were born in that age group, uh, maybe a few years before that. But mostly, my ministry, even now today, is mostly centered around Millennials. Our church, is full of uh, people that are under 35, I would say, would be the millennial group. And that is the generation that I feel specifically called to. That's the generation that I've fathered in the faith. It's the, the generation I've pastored. It's the generation that I've dumped my blood, sweat, and tears into. And I love you. If you're part of that generation, I believe that there is a lot of hope in you. I believe in you. I don't have the negative things to say. I've heard boomers and Gen Xers and you know all these other uh, people, all these you know, different, the busters, all the different generations, Gen Xers, which would be the generation I'm part of, just kind of be critical of the millennial generation. Let me just say this, but if you're ever gonna complain about a millennial, just remember you're the generation that raised them. They are the fruit of the generation that has gone on before them. That doesn't take away personal responsibility, but I would say that it's good fruit. And uh, out of all the criticism, and this is common, I remember, you know, my generation, the Xers, were always complained about, what are we going to do with the Gen Xers? All the world's in so much trouble because the Xers. Well, now they're the CEOs, they're the pastors, they're the leaders of a generation. And we haven't really seen that big of a problem. In fact, I think that we're doing pretty well leading in, in, uh, in the generation that we're in. And so you've heard a lot of the criticisms that's for another podcast. That is for a different platform. My platform is cheering on the the, the millennials. My generation is, is cheering you on, pastoring you, leading you, trying to provoke you a little bit. Obviously, just like any generation before you, there is weakness, there's problems, there's things that you've inherited that are difficult. I get all of that. And I I do want to hit on a few of those criticisms, but I believe this, I believe for every criticism, there is something, some strength that it's, that's attached to that. So with every great strength comes a great weakness. So we can always learn, um, that, that if there's, is a complaint, if there are some issues there, then there probably are some strengths involved as well. So you've heard the criticism. Um, so I would just say this to those that want to criticize millennials, shut up. You're responsible for them. If you're a millennial, you want to complain about your generation, then do something to fix it. So there's my truth speak. There's my my hard exhortation to those that want to complain. The first thing I love about millennials is this. You're intellectual. And, uh, you know, I've had more reasonable thought-provoking conversations with millennials that I have Xers or the generations that have gone on before. I've had some of the most open-minded people come to me and talk to me and talk about things. They they hold their opinions, it would seem, with a very open hand. And I love that about this generation, uh, that you're intellectual. And, uh, you know, obviously you have all the information at your fingertips, that's a great advantage. Obviously, there are some things that come with that because you don't always have the the character to sustain the information that you have and you haven't had to work for it like generations previously. But I wanna say that I love that about you. I love that you're an intellectual generation. I love that you're a generation that is innovative, that you're creative, that you're entrepreneurial, that you can figure anything out. I would say this, I don't think you're lazy. I just think that you wanna feel alive when you're working and we came from a generation that said, hey, there's there's something to be said of hard work. And absolutely there is. But what I love about millennials is they want work that actually produces. And it doesn't just re- produce a negative attitude Towards people that are working or not working or about their job, because we heard generations complain about how hard life is, and and you've heard about generations uh, talk about you know how 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 much this cost us, and so I think we're kind of the younger generation is kind of done with that. Millennials are kind of done with all that negative talk about work. So I love it that you're innovative. I love it that you come up with new solutions. I know you want things a little bit too fast sometimes, and I have some encouragement to that in just a minute, but also love that you're willing to do that side hustle. And I would encourage you in that if you're a millennial, man, keep those side jobs, keep those multiple streams of income. I've learned this over the last 15 years as a pastor, as a church planner, in order for me to to, to use my entrepreneurial heart, then I've had to have multiple streams of income. And that's a good thing. I know it spreads you thin, but it's really good for you. You know, if you look back at Jesus, we know that Jesus was a carpenter, multiple streams of income. You look at Paul, Paul was a tent maker. What was that? Multiple streams of income to fund what God has put in their heart to do. So I love that you're innovative and I love that you care. We have generations before that were, that were pretty self-consumed as well, and many times they didn't really care about the hurting. They just complained about the hurting. Well, if they would just pull themselves up by the bootstraps, if they could just, you know, grow a beard, then they can go out and do some work, then they would be strong. But, but I love it. You know, sometimes you're a little too sensitive, but I love that you're compassionate. I love that you're, you know, empathetic towards those that are hurting. I love that you care. Sure, don't be overly sensitive, but but I would rather you be someone who's overly sensitive than someone that's overly bitter and hard-hearted towards those that are less fortunate or those that are going through a difficult time that you're not going through. You're intellectual, you're innovative, you care. I love that. That's inspiring, you inspire me. I don't think you're lazy. I think you want to be productive. Again, I love you. I've pastored you, and I will continue to do that. I'll continue to spend the rest of my life investing in your generation. A couple of words of encouragement to you. First of all is this, and this is all taken from a blog I wrote a couple of years ago. I'll link to it in the show notes. Number one is this, be secure. Be secure. One of the things that I've learned about uh, millennials is millennials are very consumed with their identity. That's a Pretty important thing to be self-aware, but I've noticed sometimes that there's a lot of insecurity that goes along with that. Listen, identity is important to you, uh, like being true to you, like being true to yourself. You love searching your heart. Listen, all these things are incredibly valuable to you. Um, let let me just read this: the likes on your latest uh, snap selfie doesn't determine your worth. Your worth is not defined by how many followers you have. Your worth is not defined by how many likes you have on Facebook or on Instagram or you know, how many people are, have actually watched your stories or how many people that have skimmed over them. Listen, be secure. My encouragement to you is yield to yourself and your true identity that is in Christ. Don't allow the world to define you. Don't allow the convictions of the world to define you. You go before Jesus and allow him to, to define you. Be lost in yourself and be found in him. I love Colossians 3.3. 3, For you have died, your life is now hidden in Christ. If you're a believer, if you're a follower of Jesus, then the old guy is gone. So you're more valuable than you know. You're more valuable than than how many little hearts were clicked or, or thumbs up were clicked on your latest post. And I know that that's We've allowed that so many times to determine our our sense of self-worth. So I would encourage you, millennial, listen, be secure. Number two, be solid be solid. We know younger people, people in their 20s, especially have that tendency to be up and down. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Now I'm doing this. Now I'm doing that. Listen, just be solid. Stay committed for the long haul. Do something for a long time. It says something of your character to be able to say, I did something for a decade. That is awesome. It's huge. I mean, how many people do we admire that have given themselves to one job? And I think about my dad who was with the same company. I want to say it was for 35 years. Man, wow, that blows me away. So don't be so jumpy on everything. Well, I'm just not passionate. You just bring your passionate l- passion. Listen, be a person of conviction. Be for it in the long haul. Be sacrificial, not superficial in your faith. You know, one of the great things about that caring heart, about... um the millennial generation is that we see that they're all about humanitarian need and humanitarian meeting the needs of humanity, uh, whether it be overseas. But one of the things that I've noticed is a lot of times they don't want to get their hands dirty doing it. They just want to bring awareness to it, and so awareness doesn't really help anybody. You know, that's what empathy does. Empathy brings awareness, but compassion actually does something. So take that empathy, the heart that you have for it, and do something about it. And doing something about it, I don't mean sharing a post. I mean actually going. And and getting your hands dirty. So be solid in that. Live sacrificially and just go after the things that are on your heart. Don't just bring awareness, beloved. Please don't just bring awareness. We've got enough awareness in the world. We're good with that. What we need is workers. So be solid in that. Um. Let me, let me say this, living for the moment and leaving, living in the moment are totally different. And I think that's important for your generation to understand that living for the moment and leaving, living living for the moment and living uh, for the moment. and leave it, I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time getting this out. Living in the moment and living for the moment are two totally different things. You need to be in the moment. You need to be present. But listen, don't give, don't sell your soul for the moments, especially moments of pleasure. First Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So be solid. Be solid. I believe in you. You can do it. Be solid. Your, the, your stint can last longer than six months. Be into it. Number three is this. Be supportive. What we're seeing a lot with millennials, we talked about this last week. Is we see a lot of people like kind of distancing themselves from church, especially millennials. Now, I get that a lot of times that that's people that don't have families, they're processing things. Once we have families, those kind of things tend to kind of settle down a little bit. The questions that we have sometimes it causes them to rise. Uh, but you we're seeing this departure of the faith of many and so part of the part of the reason is, is because we're so self-consumed but i want to encourage you especially christian millennials to be supportive be supportive to the body of christ listen the church is not perfect the church is you know has a ton of criticism some of it's deserved some of it's accurate, but the church doesn't need more critics. It means needs more labors. It needs more of those that are willing to come in and get their hands dirty and do the work of the ministry. So I've watched some of you grow up in church, and a lot of you are mad at the church. I would just encourage you this. Be supportive. Get in and serve. You want to see change in the church? Then don't leave the church. Stay in the church and bring the change that you crave. The church has a lot to offer you. There's spiritual mothers and fathers out there that that you need that you need in your life. They also need you. They need the ones to to pour into. So make yourself available and uh, and allow yourself to be molded and be this generation of the church. So I think sometimes millennials think themselves as, hey, the church is over here and I'm being raised up. No, 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 you are the church in this hour. If you come to our church, our church is millennial. I mean, that's what it is. I'm, you know, a decade ahead of them. But but just the reality is, is the church is, at least in our place, is millennials. And so you guys are not just the future, you're the now and you're bringing us in to the next move of God. So support that, get in, be supportive and run with it. So again, with the church, there's a lot to be angry about but your anger won't fix the church. Your anger won't fix the church, but your love will, your tenderness will, your investment will. So I'm asking you, come along with us. Believe in the church. It's Jesus's church. It's not the previous generation church. It's Jesus's church. So if you will jump in, run with us, and we will see God do incredible things, not just in this generation, but in the generations that are to come. Well, hey, that's all I got today. I sure love you. I'm so grateful that you would tune in. Again, please like, share, all that kind of stuff. Not to give me ego, but just to say, hey, Josh, I believe in what you're doing. Keep encouraging me. Thank you, guys. Love you. Have a great week.